Monday Night Stadia Chat episode 6. So welcome, welcome to Monday Night Stadia Chat episode 6. I'm Clive Illenden of course and I'll be your host for tonight as we take the tram car to Stadia Station this week and look at all the news, new games and all things Stadia for the week. So jump on board, ding ding, tickets please. Let's jump straight into it with the new releases, he says. So he clicks on that, clicks on that, clicks on that. Okay, so the new releases and the announcements. As ever, the Stadia game, games library keeps growing and growing, uh, as I always knew it would. All good things to those who wait. As we get into the cycle of games releases, we know we see lots and lots of games coming to um, Stadia. And I must admit, I've spent more on games in the last month than I have in three years. Because I've always sort of got my games from Xbox Game Pass. But I've actually splurged on about four or five games in the last week or so. Um, but anyway, this week, launched this week, according to the uh, Stadia website. We, of course, we've got uh, crew, the Crew 2. Let's put the transition there. There we are. We, don't, you're not looking at what I'm looking at. There we go. That's better. Let's just uh, pause that a minute. There we go. So we've got uh, Lost Words beyond the page, of course. Wonderful, uh, wonderful game. I'm going to come to that a bit later. I highly recommend it if you haven't played it before, especially if you're into puzzle games. But also, uh, it's just a lovely, a lovely game. And uh, $14.99 US dollars. I think it's only about $11.99 uh, UK money. Uh, it's great value for money and it's a lovely little game lovely little game indeed and of course the crew 2 um, has been released um, I don't know if anybody's uh, played on the uh, had a go at crew 2 I'm tempted because it's only $15 or about it's fourteen forty. I seem to think let me just uh, there. it's fourteen forty uh, in pounds sterling I believe which uh, it'd be rude not to really so I'm tempted, although I have played it a bit a bit before on the Xbox. Um, but maybe I'll be better at it. Maybe maybe I'll be better at it if I, I played it now. Um, that's what I'm thinking, really. With you know, but it, these are such good pro discounts. Let me know what you think about the pro discounts. They are such good um, value and, and price to sell. I mean, as I say, this price for the Crew Two ends in two days' time. So it it's literally price to sell um and you know as i say it's almost at that level you're just going to buy it aren't you for the, the, the sake of it really uh let me know if you bought any of those games um whether you bought both of the games or whether you've uh, just bought one of the games or you're holding off you think you're uh, gonna get them for free later on pro who knows who knows so um yeah, this is such good deals. I might go here for the Deluxe Edition, the Crew 2 Deluxe Edition at $18, which I think is only like £15 um, in in my British pound sterling, uh, which, as I say, for pro members is uh, extraordinarily good. A uh, good rate, a good price. So uh, two days to get it. Hurry up. Ends on the 1st of april and i believe there's also been an update on this already on the crew 2 
according to Stadiosaur. So thank you, my friends over at Stadiosaur. He says at the blank screen, come on, wind in. There we go, Stadiosaur. So there's been a free drive update here. Um, so already, so straight away, like a day one patch almost, um, these extra things. So if you have got it, pick that up. Anyone uh, pick those up in, um, pick, pick these games up in chat, let me know. As I say, I think I played the crew two or the crew on xbox one and i was just sort of so so about it but i'm definitely going to pick it up i think at, at this price i've got nothing better to do with my time um i'm stuck in a house as as we all are um so there you go um in addition to that we've had further announcements let's go back here of games coming so we've got where is it where is it here we go wrong one there we are We've got Moto GP20 has been announced. It's not really my cup of tea. And Monster Jam Steel Titans as well. Um, as I say, I'm not sure these games are my cup of tea, but it's good to have this sort of, to see these games regularly, regularly sort of um, getting released on Stadia and building up that Stadia library. That's that's the key thing. And of course, there's the pro games. Let's hop to the pro games here. Um, Spitlings, I already have. Serious Sam, the collection, yes, all of it. I'm pleased about this as uh, I resisted getting it initially as I was set aside my dosh for Doom Eternal at the time. Similar sort of game, but Doom was gonna look better. So I'm glad Serious Sam's come on. Stacks on stacks on stacks, brand new to Stadia. Uh, there's a great interview on the glory of Stadia, Wingy's channel with the developer. Um, actually, a pretty good video, really. Good interview with the developer there. So check that out. I, I recommend checking out that interview. Um, so in the game that I like to call, oh, damn, I brought that one already, Stadia Pro game. Uh, it's two out of three for me. Um, I bought Spitlings, but I haven't bought the, uh, the other two, obviously, because one is uh, exclusive new. So that's a result T to me. Two free games, effectively. Uh, what about you? Have you sort of uh, anybody already got Serious Sam and Spitlings, or already got Spitlings? Um, as I say, if, if we look, if you just think about all the games from uh, the start, bearing in mind there's some games here missing, so we've not, we haven't got the there's no Destiny Two in this lineup here, which we already had. There's the two Tomb Raider games, which we already had, um, and I think there were some others. I can't think what they were now. But the pro game, if you just if you just did nothing but the pro games, you're getting pretty good, a pretty good uh, library, really, all things considered. So let me know, let me know what you think about that. I think the crew too. It's a bit more than just driving around Stadia Rocks. It's it's you're racing to point to point, really, and racing other people. And so there's sort of activities to 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 take part. And some of it's quite sort of tricky. You have to sort of get deliver things and some. Uh, some aspects and get them to A to B, etc. And it's it's meant to be like also a massive open sandpit type game as well. So like, anyway, let me know what you think. What you know, what games you're looking for. I think I'm looking forward to um, Serious Sam. To be honest, um, I think it would just be a bit, it's just a bit easier than Doom Eternal, which I've sort of struggled with a bit. Um, right. What I want to talk about now. He says professionally. Woo. I'll go through my list here. Oh yes, what have you been playing? That's what I was going to talk about. Um, because 
there's been so much choice uh, recently and I've, I've played so many different types of games that I'm beginning to put games to one side, not finish them. And so I'm going to come back to them. So the SteamWorld ones, I've sort of stopped playing for a while because I've jumped onto, you know, new games, Doom Eternal, I'm playing The Division 2 a lot. As I said, games are getting put to one side as I jump to the next shiny thing. But this week I've been mostly playing The Division 2, which I said before I really, really like. And I joined up in a party for the first time on this one, which was a lot of fun. Although it did reveal my shortcomings. <laughs> uh, Doom Eternal, I'm still finding hard, uh, a bit hard, but I changed the setting, got over the hump where I was sort of stuck at it a bit, and I continue playing now and then. I just love the loading speed on this, that when you sort of die, you're straight back in, no time for regrets or second thoughts. I love it. And of course, Destiny 2, playing a lot of Destiny 2, my girlfriend um, only seems to play this. She's fairly new to gaming, to be honest, and uh, she's determined to rank up her Guardian higher than me, so she's playing it all the time. But mostly this weekend, mostly this weekend has been dedicated to one game in particular, which I completed. As in fairness, fairness it's not a massive game, um, and that's Lost Words Beyond the Page. Um, Oh, yes, have you done Dance 2020? Just Dance 2020? Got to keep fit. I've been doing the Joe Wicks in the morning. Anybody been doing Joe Wicks? <laughs> I was doing it with my kids. My kids aren't here this uh, today and tomorrow, but uh, I did it myself today. Sort of put it in the diary, trying to make a habit while I'm stuck at home, really. Um, right. What was I? Uh, oh, yes, so I was going to talk about here. Uh, oh, no, I was going to talk about chat there, yes. Sam looks, yeah, Sam, that's cool. It's true. Division 2 mostly, says David. Lost Words is lovely. Absolutely. And that's what we're going to talk about now. So I put my little scripty bit on there. Find my bit. Why doesn't it go back to where I where I started? Yeah, so I want to talk a little bit about Lost Words Beyond the Page. Um, beautiful game. Uh, I've got a little... Let's just, there we are. I'm just going to play that bit. Beautiful, beautiful game. Um, oh, yeah. So I was going to talk about, uh, I think, I was going to, before I go on to um, this, I was going to talk about. Orcs Must Die. Um, I have a feeling, because they're beginning to ramp up the marketing on that, I think Orcs Must Die is pending, is coming very, very soon. And I'm very excited about that. And there was a very good piece um, here in Game Rant. And in it, the guy talks about Stadia. And I'm just going to find the quote for you here, interestingly enough right at the bottom of course why would you put anything about stadia at the top so orcs must die this was an interview with the developer question orcs must die 3 is going to be an exclusive to stadia for some time did that exclusivity effect uh, affect its design philosophy or the capacity of what you're able to achieve and this is the orcs must die developer speaking here 
This is what I've been saying about Stadia. There's all this controversy about Stadia. So if you're a gamer and read about consoles or platforms, you've probably read all sorts of stuff about it. But there are two things to me that are awesome about Stadia. This is great to hear stuff from developers. The, actually, interesting enough, the people who know about gaming, really know about gaming, always have positive things to say about Stadia. Anyway, no, uh, one is no matter what we do as far as the size of a war scenario, the experience we create will be the same for everyone regardless of their machine. I guess if you have the slowest internet on the planet, you would suffer, of course, but that's true for every game. It has nothing to do with orcs. The point I'm trying to make is that everyone will get the same war scenario on Stadia because everyone gets the same experience. When you think about it, that's pretty cool. Because if you have a crappy machine and we release the game, you wouldn't be able to have all the things a war scenario can offer. You'd have to turn off your effects and, and everything. So it means if you've had a, a crappy PC and you've got the PC version, you have to tweak the effects to make it run on your machine. Um, Yes, yeah, so you'd have to turn off your effects and everything and live with the best scenario you can get. And you probably have a crappy frame rate. But with Stadia, everybody gets the same experience. And uh, I thought that was just quite interesting and it's quite positive to, to kind of see that and to get that kind of um, feedback from a developer. And as I said, developers uh, tend to, that people have interviewed and stuff tend to have an over, overall positive view of stadia is because they know they know the power of stadia they know what it can do and they're excited about it so um that's it's good to see those sort of interviews um let me know everybody's anybody excited for orc orcs must die right but that was a, a good interview i highly recommend it i'll leave a link down uh, below just going through the quotes there that he said i've read that all that bit this is meant to be all slick. I've got a little prompter up here, but it keeps going back to the beginning. <sighs> Doom Eternal. Yeah, we've done all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me for my unprofessionalism here. Right. This is where we're at. We are going to talk about now. As I said, I've got a lot going on here. A lot going on. I'm trying to work many strings. We're going to talk about Let's do a nice still there. We're going to talk about this um, lost words beyond the page, which I completed, as I say, is in fairness, it's not a long game, but I completed it over the weekend. And my God, what an elegalic, egalic, egalic, beautiful, melancholic game. At the core of it, it's just a platforming game with all the familiar platforming tropes such as moving well platforms but it's the imaginative interpretation of how it tells the story through those platforming mechanics and drags you in it's like um i say it's like um it's like a bedtime story like a good a good book it's like a good book uh which ironically well not ironically but it is a book that's the thing it's like a good bedtime story and like other games with lots of text i know people go oh too much text i don't like it i want the action this game is about writing a story after all but you have to game as you read it so you don't even notice i was thinking this is a great way to encourage kids kids to read you get a game like this for schools to sort of help kids with their reading 
They don't even realise they're engaging their sort of reading brain. It has two distinct art styles. It has this art style that I'm showing you here, um, a fantasy story being written by a young girl, and then the underlying sort of true story that's going on in her life, which is, of course, the um, where she has to keep a journal and stuff. You know, it's not for everybody, I'll be honest with you. But I found the story, as a parent especially, um, I found it in, an amazingly touching story. And the game for me transcends gaming to some degree uh, in in its beauty. I mean, I think there's some weird moments in it, really. Um, it's similar to me, my experience I had with Rhyme. Um, here's my sad game collection here. Uh, oh, there we go. Um, it's similar to Rhyme, um, and of course Rhyme was by Tequila Games, and obviously similar to Guilt in itself. What's going on there? Oh, it's rewinding there. And also um, similar to Unravel. I don't know if anybody's ever played Unravel before. Unravel, I absolutely love Unravel. Anybody played Unravel? Um, it's a great game on the Xbox. And again, that's about loss and memory and stuff like that. Yeah, they were poking at the screen, yeah. It's because my script is up here, you see. And it's on my phone. I need to find a way or memorise it. Anyway, the script, this thing has a script. Yeah, it does have a script, sort of. Um, yeah, so it reminds me, as I say, of... There we go. Here we are. There we are. Unravel which again is about memories and loss and really sad and melancholic and you know but in a beautiful rendered in a beautiful way really sweet and rhyme of course by as i say tequila games of course did guilt um and again that that game rhyme had me sobbing at the end like a big wet fish i tell you it, 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 again a beautiful game and also similar to never alone which uh, is another game I played on the Xbox Game Pass. Um, that is, uh, that was like a, an Alaskan cultural film, a film, not film, game. So it's funded by sort of, um, sort of Alaskan sort of culture uh, office or whatever. And it's about uh, Inuit culture and stuff like that. But again, it's sort of beautifully, beautifully drawn. Uh, it's a platforming game. Um, and it explores Inuit culture, trying to keep it alive through gaming, which is a brilliant idea, I think, you know, a way of keeping cultures alive and it's not all being the same thing. And as I say, beyond the page, not for everybody, not for everybody, but um, I, I absolutely love it. The music's be beautiful. The story is absolutely wonderful. Uh, I reached out to, the story's by Re, uh, Rihanna or Re Pratchett uh, stories by Re Pratchett who is the also the lead writer on the Lara Croft Tomb Raider stories and there is a bit there's a bit of a young Lara Croft in this in this character I think and I wonder to what degree is there's a sort of an element of autobiographical um sort of spine running through this uh, for Rhea Pat uh, Pratchett. So I'd like to, 
I might try and contact her. And I mean, she responded to one of my uh, tweets, which was very sweet. When I was saying I thought it was a wonderfully written uh, piece. Uh, and just interview, I'd like to interview her really, just get a sense as a writer uh, what she's trying to achieve in the games. Because I, I love Tomb Raider games because they're great stories and great characterization. Um, but this feels very personal, I think. And I'm just curious whether that is the that is the case at all. Anyway, let me know what you think. Have you played it? Anybody played it? Um, Unravel is gorgeous. Beautiful game there, uh, Stadia Rocks. Resurrected, what did you think? Never Alone, yeah, it's a great game. I like Never Alone as well. Very similar. It's sort of in the similar vein. It's great to see that games can do these things. It, look, I love I love a Doom Eternal. I love a, a Destiny 2 blowing up, uh, you know, shooting aliens or whatever, or, or a Division uh, 2 and all that kind of stuff. Of course I do, you know. Um, but I think Terry Pratchett is her father. I think, uh, I think he is. Um... But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it, it was, it just, it put me in a different mood. My, my, my sort of um, emotional mood changed. Um, every time I go back to that page, because you lot can see it, I'm just going to go back to live. There we are. Yeah, my emotional mood changed playing the game. I just found myself calm. Uh, becoming calm and stuff like that it was just like really really wonderful anyway i highly recommend it it's it's not that expensive i mean you know there is it's not that long you could complain of that and and if you don't you know if you're not that bothered really about you just want explodey things then you know it's not for you and some of the puzzles were a bit repetitive and uh very easy all right uh trevius Lovely to see you. Um, but there were some tricky bits as well. Um, and it gave you that satisfaction of sort of big brain. I worked it out all by myself. Big brain satisfaction. Uh, and I was very proud of myself that I managed to, um, you know, transition through the... You don't want that transition. That word says transition there. Um, yeah, I managed to sort of get through through the levels. Some some bits were easy, but it just just wonderful mechanics to it as well. Just the the idea, and as I say, I think it would be great. You could you could do, you could get kids reading, developing games like this. They don't even realise they're reading or selecting words, or as I say, engaging their reading mind. Here's a three D finger coming. Um, there we go. Anyway, let me know what you think. Um, it's good to see that games can do this sort of thing really that's my that's my overall feeling about it it's, you need a rest from from the chaos of some games um in other news before i forget in other news uh, it looks like i did take a picture of this i wonder if we'll find it um Oh yes, I know where I did it. I put it over here. Transition. It looks like they so that Stadia are doing their sort of stealthy upgrades to the Stadia app, and you can now, apparently, again, I think this is uh, in Stadia Source. You can have up to ten. You see there, up to ten in a party. 
Um, so that's good. I think it was previously six, six in a party. And so I quite like the way that Stadia just sort of do little upgrades, little small minor upgrades and tweaks and don't always tell you about it and you just discover it. Um, you know, not everything needs a big song and a dance number, to be honest. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's in, in other news, as they that's the, the main thing in other news. Right, and I think that's that's most of most of what's been going on, really. Um, there are some other things I'm just going to talk about. Um, oh, yeah. 10 p.m. starts tonight. Yeah, oops, yes, exactly, M.A. Where, are, where were you? We were all waiting for you. You've been marked absent. Um, that's, that's so much to do. I need a director to do all this. Anyway, as a, the other thing, that I, so there's a couple of things that kind of occurred today, as they say. Um, and one of those is that Digital Foundry finally got round to doing its sort of analysis of Doom Eternal on the Xbox X and Stadia, which of course are the, the best versions of Doom Eternal. And they did a like-for-like -like, um comparison in terms of uh, visuals and of course latency and surprise surprise visually they were very positive about it actually the um doom eternal on stadia they were very impressed i think with it visually um and most impressed but they went on about latency on it i didn't see any latency And I think this is sad. So, of course, obviously, they were they were fairly positive about the overall look of the game. And then comparing Xbox X with Stadia, they measured the, the difference in latency. And, it, and, and there's a difference of about 29 milliseconds. 29 milliseconds. Now, obviously, that's the difference between something that's in your house, sitting under your desk, and something which is beamed to, to your cloud and there's a 29 second delay. However, they said it was noticeable. 29 seconds, 29 milliseconds. So, I mean, I think, I think it's an unfair comparison really. Um, and of course, I just noticed that some press just picked up on that bit. So from that, from this whole article, talking about the wonderful visuals on Stadia and how they've, they've achieved it, uh, amazing visuals and it looks amazing and how um, id software's done this amazing job etc etc um, but their only issue was that they noticed the latency the difference i don't know how you'd notice the latency difference between an xbox x and stadia when it's like 29 milliseconds the game is so fast and furious it's like playing on blooming ice it's crazy um anyway so obviously some of the press have picked up on that a little bit. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but it's just funny that from that massive article, your your headline then becomes uh, Doom Eternal suffers from latency on Stadia. And that's that's what's annoying. From a massive article, an element about the difference between Xbox X and Stadia latency when measured forensically then becomes this headline in Engadget or whatever uh, magazine it was. Very annoying, but I'm not going to worry about it too much because you're not going to sit and play the Xbox X version 
and then suddenly turn around and go play, I'm going to play the Stadia version. And as long as if you're playing the Stadia version, that's your main version, and you have an incredible experience and it feels latency free to you, because it's all about how it feels to you as a gamer, not how it might be in reality in terms of, oh yeah, like it's 29 milliseconds out or something like that. Like, you're not going to ever notice that. We're not Quicksilver. We're not superhuman or anything. Anyway. That's my thought. What do you think? Uh, let me know what you think. I've not, I've not experienced any latency or lag or at all on Doom. And it just flows so fast. If anything, too fast. Can I say that? Too fast. Um, but let me know what you think. I'm, I'm not going to dwell on it because I'm beyond uh, dwelling on that. Um, these sort of things because uh, they just get you down. And as long as you're having a great experience and the game looks amazing. That's all that matters. I do seem to have issues with Division 2. Keeps saying my connection has dropped and it drops. Are you playing on your Chromecast Ultra? I've had a few issues with my uh, Chrome browser. And I did change it to use my graphics card to play. I even got a rubbishy graphics card. It might be because I have a power line. So I'm not getting the full benefit of my um, internet. And I think the power is a bit due. It can affect the internet if, the, if there's fluctuation in the power. Uh, that's I don't know my excuse, but it's seamless on the on the Chromecast Ultra. Yeah, of course. When you look at it clinically, frame by frame, it's like you know, it's not a race. It's not you know, you're talking milliseconds. It's like ridiculous. And once you know it, as I say, if you were literally sitting there, oh, yeah, oh, you know, it might be a, a sort of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy or a fallacy in terms of, of his mind, you know. Once he knows it, he's done the analysis, he's, he's then going to, oh, oh. Do you know what I mean? It's like psychologically. Anyway, enough of that. I'm going to talk some positive news as well. Um, one last thing I want to is, as I say, there seems to be a gamut radiant. Mm, thank you, MA. You're always positive there. Yes, it's a new key light. Mm. Um, there seems to be, you put me off there, I don't know, my script was, was whizzing past there. It's Nivea for Men, that's the one. There seems to be a gamut of Stadia podcasters, content creators, and that's great. And you can see a real community building up. You guys here, um, all the people who watch afterwards. And um, I just wanted to share with you that some of these content creators, as you probably are aware, are, uh, I've gone back on that page, haven't I? Oh no, I'm good. Are teaming up for a monthly podcast called Stadia Initiative. Um, I think they see themselves as Stadia's Avengers Assemble, judging by their intro video. Uh, I see I'm not there. Invite in the post, is it? Maybe I'm the uh, X-Men, the X-Men side of the Marvel Universe, you know? I'm Professor X. Yeah, or Magneto, God forbid. Anyway, it's great to see uh, Stadia content create a community coming together, and I, I look forward to that. I look forward to that. So, you know, it's good that people are, you know, that we're coming together uh, in that way. So check that out. Stadia Initiative. It's got all the regular uh, faces. Have I left a link in? I'll leave a link uh, down below. But it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. I know it's got Chase in it. I know it's got uh, Megatron uh, in it and loads of uh, other, mostly Americans, straight Canadians. A um, couple of Brits in there. Um, but... Uh, it's something something to look forward to anyway something to to add to your collection of stadia podcasts um 
and activity. And a uh, quick shout out, if you want what, what I like to call the long read, um, or the more measured, the Radio 4 uh, version, Radio 4 program of uh, Stadia, as it were, then check out Stadia Rocks, he's in the chat. Check out his latest YouTube video. It, I had it on, it was like listening to Radio 4, but all about Stadia, which is great. I had it on uh, in the background, nice cup of tea, uh, listen to it, nice sort of measured, in-depth, more of an, sort of an essay-type approach than some of this sort of wild and crazy Stadia content uh, creators out there. So uh, well worth recommending Stadia Rocks is there in the channel. Click on his, um, click on him, subscribe, and all of that. And uh, if you're new to the channel here, which I don't think any of you are, but if you're watching it after the event and you're new to the channel, then please hit like, hit subscribe. Does me a world of wonder, uh, and uh, much, much appreciated. Um, anybody have any Stadia-related questions? This show was meant to be smoother than it was, uh, but I'm trying to think. I'm trying. I think I'm trying to control too many, too many things at once. That's what it is. Uh, I need a slicker way of my uh, dealing my script and then going off, improving. Stick to the script. So unprofessional. He has. He says he's such a radio voice. There's uh, Stadia Rocks there. But it was not just the voice. It's the way it was edited. To be honest, Mr. Rocks. Uh, it had that radio program feel about it. I mean, that in a negative way, of course. I mean, in a positive way, it was very good. Very good. I believe I might be on the show, uh, apparently. Hmm. Maybe. Not this one. Anyway, any questions out there? Any games? Let me Let me know what you've been playing. Anybody playing anything we're not been mentioning about? Any, uh, I think there was a farming simulator update as well. A new harvest. Uh, but if you're into a uh, farming simulator, then, hey, apparently there's a new harvest. I struggled with that. I didn't know what to do with my corn. I've said that before. Well, uh, Antonio, I think we already see some of these sort of negative latency to a certain degree, what what Stadia is all about is looking at all the points of latency in the chain and trying to eradicate where they can. So the way that your controller, when you're playing a Chromecast, the controller connects with the Wi-Fi. It takes out that extra journey from the device and then uh, to the cloud. It goes straight to the cloud, stuff like that. Um, they there's lots of sort of complicated stuff as well. But they're basically saying, how can we remove bits out of the chain to make that latency free? And to be honest, um, you know, you c when we're talking about the difference between 29 milliseconds between Xbox X and Stadia, that is, that's assuming that the person playing the Xbox X has exactly the same um, ultimate setup in terms of their internet and everything, and their telly is in the right gamer mode. Um, whereas we know different people have their setups are different so that Xbox X uh, sort of advantage in latency might be lost because somebody hasn't put their gamer mode 
on their TV or something like that, or the way that they, they have it set up with a monitor or something like that. So it's it's relative really to your, your setup. Whereas you know, as long as your internet is good enough and your Wi-Fi network or whatever is, is you know good, not too crowded, your Stadia experience will be consistent. Um, and again, you know, put the gamer mode on your TV, make sure that, you know, that's there. Again, you know, people might play on a monitor on the Xbox and it, or a TV and it has like a massive lag in the in latency within built within the TV. Or you might have a, a super fancy monitor that's got a like, one millisecond delay. So it's all it's all relative. Yeah, Antonio, I, I, I mean, I'm. I, I wonder what degree that some of it is there already. We don't know. Um, because they said that, you know, they're using it already, I think. But you wouldn't notice. That's the point. It might be it might be very, very subtle. You think it's part of the base platform? Nah. I think it will be on in, in all the platform, really. And I think, um, as I say, it will... It will not be noticeable to us. It's just it's it'll be very a sort of a minor, almost magical thing. I mean, as I say, playing Division Two or Doom Eternal or whatever on playing on that on the TV behind you there um, is such a great experience. And I have, as I said, I've said it a million times. If you watch my podcasts, I have around sixty megabits per second, um, and some days I can be in here and. Uh, I've got my boy on the Xbox S upstairs. My daughter, I don't know, streaming TikTok or Instagram or whatever, doing making a video, and it 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 still works much more than that. And then it probably gets a bit um, tippy, but I mean, I'm talking at like optimal level. It still works really, really well. So if you've got like a hundred megabits per second plus, then the experience to me, the experience must be awesome because you've got more capacity. Um, that's why I can't stream my games, unfortunately, uh, which is a bit annoying. Yeah, well, I, I think, Antonio, the thing is with the... I think what we'll, we'll start seeing it with the Stadia exclusive games. I don't mean the timed exclusive, the ones developed specifically for the platform and nothing else is you'll start seeing developers sort of get their teeth into the Stadia technology and suddenly... Because what happens with developers is you'll get the sort of the, the chief techie whiz guy and he'll come in and then he likes, uh, you know, he or she or they'll like to go and play play with the tech for a while, go away and then come back and, and maybe push the tech in place that the sort of hardware manufacturer or Stadia whoever never even thought about. Um, and sometimes that takes a while and often with... Um, with consoles, you don't see the best games until maybe the next second or third generation of, of games. So much further in that console's life when the developers have had a real chance. Because originally the first set of games, they're all developing on PCs before they get the developer machines. And they don't really have time to really test out what those, you know, the developer machines can do. Whereas I think with Stadia, what we'll see is we'll that gap between those sort of early games and get, and really pushing what Stadia can do will be much shorter because the co they don't have to wait for the developer machines to come to their office 
So if you're a developer, usually you have to spend thousands of pounds renting a developer machine from Sony or a developer machine from Xbox so you can develop your game ready for when the consoles release. Beauty of Stadia is your team, wherever they are in the world, works on the developer console because it's in the in the cloud, ready to go. So I think we'll see developers really pushing the envelope on what Stadia can do, not just the uh, in-house Stadia team or the studios that um, Stadia have acquired, whatever. Um, we'll start seeing that and then really pushing, pushing the boundaries. And that's when we'll start seeing it. And then you'll get things, you'll sort of see how maybe developers can use things like that negative latency uh, to make their games appear even more fast and furious, as it were. Anyway, that's that's kind of how I generally I sort of think about it. Just finished uh, ah Borderlands Three. There's a new, but there's a new update. Are you going to get the new update this weekend, or is, does that include uh, Trevisius? Yeah. Well, of course, exactly. If you're a developer, um, it's ideal, uh, Resurrector, isn't it? You, you, your develop your team can work from home, whereas, as I say, everybody had to keep their assets um, on massive computers uh, in the office. They had to test out the builds on the developer machine from the console, you know, from Xbox or PlayStation that sits in the, you know, the 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 office, whatever. Whereas, of course, developers can just sit at their home and access the power of the Stadia console, a developer machine in, in the cloud. So uh, I don't think there'll be any delay in terms of the um, development of games during this sort of COVID period for Stadia. I think one thing they wouldn't hold back is the negative latency bucket as if people are concerned with latency. Yeah, did you see that thing about the bus? The latency bus or the negative... The, um, what's her name? Erin talked about at the stadium. That looked pretty impressive. Any other games that people have been playing? Let me know. Or anyone that, I, that you think I should play? The game bus, that's it. Thank you, Antonio. The game bus. I knew it was some bus. Some sort of bus, wasn't it? Thank you, Antonio. Yeah, I think there's lots of technology that, you know, I, I don't even understand because I'm not a techie developer. How's that? Are we back? Are we back there? Yes, back in the house. Sorry about that. The bus, yes. I agree with the bus. Don't know why I'm there. Internet problems, I think. Anyway, thank you for uh, for, for bearing with. Just rambling on about uh, development and techie stuff. But anyway, I think the key point I was saying is that Developers are the ones that are really excited about the potential of Stadia. 
And as hinted at by the developer of Orcs Must Die 3, you know, you could tell in that interview he was excited about that, the prospect of, you know, having 500 orcs come over the hill at once and not having to sort of fake it by saying, oh, 500 orcs are coming over and then you sort of see 200. You only see like 200 orcs at one time. You see the whole, get all 500. Um, and I think that's sort of, it's that sort of stuff that developers are beginning to explore and will realise and will start seeing it more and more um and you know the potential there is is really exciting and of course i'm looking forward to the announcement of the big you know they're gonna update us on the work they're doing with the new studio that they're working in partnership with for the first sort of proper stadia exclusive so um yeah looking forward to that it's it's gonna you know it's all gonna be good and uh I'm also looking forward to Mass Spitlings games uh, tomorrow, not tomorrow, on Wednesday uh, when it becomes part of the Stadia Pro games. Anyway, there you go. That's it for tonight, I think. Sorry about the crash in the middle there. I don't know what happened. I will get a new computer one day. If this lockdown goes on much longer, the money I save on my train fare for two months will buy me a decent creator machine not a gaming machine well a gaming machine really but something I can do uh, uh, slightly better editing and hopefully handle the streams a bit better anyway as ever I appreciate you all coming uh, here today please like share it let your friends know oh you missed you missed Miss Clive and his stadia Monday night you know, stadia Monday night show what are you doing um, so look forward to that I'll be again, uh, here again same time next I hope 10pm is good for everybody uh, it's going to be the new time until I change it to 9pm no, it's 10pm is the good time I try to say I try to capture uh, for the benefit of the UK and the Europeans and the US and to me 10pm uh, seems like a good time so uh, hopefully it is once again thank you for watching thank you for being here thank you for your continued support i appreciate it you're all good guys and girls it's good to see you in the chat have a wonderful wonderful week make sure you check out my uh, other youtube videos i did a review of my elgato key light see i've got all the nice key light but i've got rubbish internet and laptop for streaming um and i shall see you very very soon thank you and goodbye